Hey there, folks. Happy Thursday to y'all. Welcome to Truth in a Thousand Words or Less. I am, as always, your host and author of Truth in a Thousand Words or Less. My name is Stephen Craig. Hope you've been having a great week. Um, if you got to listen to, uh, if you got to listen to last week's podcast, uh, I talked about, um, I was able to talk about uh, family leave, and you know, in the midst of that podcast, I said, you know, I, I had a feeling that that one would be, uh, that would bring more people together, uh, that it would, uh, that it would be a column that had less resistance to it. I was for the most part right. Um, really positive uh, feedback. I thank you for all of that. Um, guessing not so much this week. Um, <laughs> although, although you never know, and uh, and it should be consensus. But um, once you know that we uh, we here at Truth in a Thousand Words or Less always welcome your feedback, regardless of whether it's positive or negative. Hopefully, it's constructive and not uh, you know don't be don't be don't be a dick. Um, but otherwise, um, you know we kind of we kind of like hearing the feedback. So in any case, hope all is uh, hope all is well with you. Uh, this week, um, I couldn't help but write about. Uh, the Kyle Rittenhouse case, and um, I I remember when the whole when the shooting went down in uh, in Wisconsin in Kenosha um, back during the uh, the Black Lives Matter protests, and uh, and I was outraged then, and I, I think I'm even more outraged now, and I'm outraged now because uh, there seemed to be a lot of folks, go figure, a lot of them being on the right, who uh, who wanted to vent vent this little piece of crap, and. Um, if you don't know who I'm talking about, Kyle Rittenhouse uh, is the kid. The seven, he was 17 years old at the time. He's now 18 years old. Um, and uh, he... <laughs> so shithead. Uh, first of all, illegally owning. It's illegal for a 17-year-old to own an assault rifle. You now know why. Um, because they're... Because of stupid morons like him, uh, <laughs> amongst other things. To be honest, it should be illegal for people over 18. doesn't matter, but... Uh, for particularly for a uh, 17 year old. So 17 year old talks his mom into driving him across state lines, like a couple hundred miles, right? Drives across from where he lives, I think in Illinois over to Wisconsin. Excuse me, Midwesterners, if I don't have that right. Um, but in any case, uh, drives across straight lines uh, to go. He's watching this shit on TV, right? You can only imagine this kid sitting at home getting pissed off that, you know, the, these what he would describe as looters and whatnot were uh, were trash, you know, trashing buildings and whatnot. And he decided that he needed to go get his mama <laughs> to drive him. First of all, if you need to drive your mom, have your mom drive you somewhere, you're not the person that should be out there protecting everything. If if you have to go, mom, could I could I have a ride to the riots? <laughs> That's already a bad sign. Okay, it's a bad sign when you have to get your mom to drive you to the riots, and they were. That's the thing is they, you know, like again, the use of language um, by the right to miscast it as a. It wasn't a riot. A riot is when there is um, a riot is when, uh, to some degree or another, it's it's violent uh, and people are getting hurt. And second of all, there's there's usually at that point not a just cause, in which case there absolutely positively was the. Black Lives Matter movement uh, had a tremendous amount of pent up frustration, and I know that there's a thin line between protest and um, and uh, riots, um, and we could fall either in on either side of that line. I'm not going to debate it here on this show, um, 
But what I am going to debate is whether or not that kid is a murderer, because he is. Uh, and the idea of using the self-defense, um, the self-defense motive uh, defense uh, is absolutely crazy in this particular case. I'm going to go into that in a second, but um, it scares the absolute hell out of me. Uh, I had a friend of mine from high school who um, I got a debate with on this online, and I'm like, you really should do some research as to what the self-defense, right? If you're going to use that as a defense to a criminal act, what it constitutes, uh, because it's not just being scared. <laughs> you don't get, just imagine the world we live in if every time you committed a crime, you could just sit there and say as an excuse, I, I was scared. I was scared. He was running at me, so I shot him in the face. We, people would be killed all the time, never mind the fact of how many white people would kill black people. He looked threatening. You remember Tr Trayvon Martin case with George Zimmerman, right? You saw the kid in the hoodie, and he was like, you know, looked like a threat to me, and he shot him. You don't just get to fucking shoot people because you are scared. There are there are basic tenets to the whole self-defense thing, um, and it scares the snot out of me that this kid's going to get off because the judge seems clearly biased in the case uh, and wants to declare a mistrial. He He's already told the... the defense the uh, prosecution that they can't call the the people who got killed that weren't armed victims you can't can't call them victims because that would prejudice the jury I, they're not victims whether or not he gets away with it or not they were victims they were victims of a horrible tragedy but no matter how you want to cast it to not say that they can't be they're dead when you are dead you are a victim you were definitely not the problem you are the victim at that point and in the case of, <laughs> it's just, and he says that the defense can label uh, all of them, however, as rioters, uh, rioters and looters if they can prove it. And that's where this country has gone batshit crazy. So I'm scared as hell that this kid's going to get off. And the reason I'm scared is that it will open up the floodgates of using self-defense any time that people decide that they want to engage in criminal acts. And we already have people armed to the teeth out there who little jittery on the flipping trigger. Anytime that they quote unquote feel threatened, whether the threat be real or not, you don't, these people weren't even flipping armed for crying out loud, as I'll get to. In fact, one of them, I guess you could say was armed. He was armed with a skateboard. And thus I bring you the skateboard is mightier than the sword. A few weeks back, I personified the pent-up rage of angry white men in the humorous characterization of a rabid raccoon feverishly protecting a steaming pile of trash. Well, welcome to the real world where Kirk Rittenhouse, the 17-year-old psychopath who shot and killed two harmless unarmed victims and shot and maimed one other, is that rabid raccoon. And the steaming pile of trash he is trying to protect? is a latent right-wing agenda fueled by bigotry and ignorance. I had a friend of mine from high school. By the way, I think I called him Kirk. His name's Kyle Rittenhouse. I don't care. He's fucking Kirk, Kirk as far as I'm concerned. I had a friend of mine from high school who was actually defending this pathetic rage circus of a teenager ask if I had been watching the trial on television. I'm sorry, but both my vocation and my self-respect keep me from finding the daytime hours to allot to watching what should be a prima facie case against a murder we all witnessed right on television. And yes, as you can probably tell from my use of the term prima facie, I went to law school for a spell. So let me take a moment and explain specifically how I 
how Kyle Rittenhouse's claims of self-defense are utter nonsense and just why this little piece of shit needs to spend the rest of his days behind bars. There are limits to the application of self-defense. Without them, we would regress into a lawless anarchy like the old American West where you could just shoot just about anybody you felt like. You being scared does not grant you immunity for accountability for your actions. After all, fear is a subjective state of being and no one is capable of knowing for sure someone else's emotional truth. That is why we rely instead on the standard of would a reasonable person be so afraid of an imminent threat that they would feel compelled to use proportional force in similar circumstances? Rittenhouse's availing of self-defense fails on all three grounds. Just watch the video. Who the hell was the imminent threat here? Just what was this kid supposedly afraid of? Joseph, Ro Joseph Rosenbaum, father and fiancé, who was the first man shot by Rittenhouse and was completely unarmed. Or was it Anthony Huber, the long-haired hippie who watched Rittenhouse gun down Rosenbaum and then tried to take away the killer's massive assault rifle, armed with nothing more than a skateboard? That's right, a fucking skateboard! We have lost our collective minds when a kid who just shot an innocent victim in the face somehow gets the claim that he felt threatened by the guy trying to keep him from shooting more innocent victims when the kid is armed with an assault rifle and his would-be assailant is wielding nothing more than a 2011 homegrown Santa Cruz with a fluorescent Zumiez wheel set. <clears throat> Rittenhouse's defense team is basically trying to suggest that Jeff Spicoli is somehow more of an imminent threat than Rambo. What, was Rittenhouse worried that Huber was going to blow bong hits in his face after he hit him with the skateboard? Which also gets to the whole notion of proportional force. As a general rule of thumb in the application of self-defense as an affirmative defense under criminal law, proportional force means that you can only use the same force or less than the imminent threat you face. If someone attacks you with a knife, you can use a knife. If someone hits you with a bat, you can use a lid pipe. And if someone comes at you with a skateboard, well, you can chuck a pair of roller skates at them and then hurl vague, vague epithets their way like, fucking skateboard trash, why don't you get a real job and come at me with something real, bitch? How the hell is right-wing media turned us so preposterously delusional that we suddenly believe that the proportional response to being attacked with a skateboard is shooting someone with an assault rifle. So no, I do not need to watch Kyle Rittenhouse embarrass himself weeping crocodile tears over the fear he felt from two unarmed victims in order to know that the fear he felt would not have led a reasonable person to shoot and kill his fellow human beings. And just how afraid was Kyle Rittenhouse anyways? So afraid that after watching the protests on television, he talked his mom into driving him across state lines so that he could protect not lives. The protests in Kenosha did create significant property damage, but were otherwise relatively peaceful. But property that didn't even belong to him. So afraid that he continued down the street running after, not away from other people, who were clearly trying to run away from the kid with the giant assault rifle. 
So afraid that soon after getting out on bail, he took selfies with the Proud Boys. By the way, look it up on YouTube or on Google, whichever way you prefer. And yeah, the pictures are horrific. In which he smiles gleefully and flashes white supremacist hand gestures. If you are afraid, you lock yourself up behind the door and hope it all goes away. When you throw the assault rifle in the car and drive hundreds of miles away to join the fray, you are looking to kill some folks. The recent precedent here should have been set in George Zimmerman's trial for killing Trayvon Martin. In that case, Zimmerman was found guilty for slaying Martin because he saw him walking around his neighborhood in a hoodie and thought that Martin constituted an imminent threat for little more than reasons of racial bias. That case stood for the notion that you don't get to just go around killing black teenagers because you happen to be afraid of them. If Rittenhouse is not held accountable for his crimes, it will open a can of vigilante justice that allows mere irrational fear to serve as the pretext for excuses of self-defense. And if that happens, every long-haired dude with a skateboard had better head for the damn hills. Uh, yeah, yeah, thank gosh I don't, uh, it's not safe to ride a skateboard anymore, folks. (laughs) In any case, that's, uh, this week's Truth in a Thousand Words or Less. You know what that means. Time for a little John Mayer, get me out of here. Go have a great rest of your Thursday, y'all. I, uh, I'm I'm gonna go down to the skate park and go hang out with some bows, throw down some Colt 45s. Throw a couple of back 180s. I don't, I don't ride a skateboard. I'm totally bullshitting. I'm, I'm not going to try to pretend. My, I had to look up the stuff on the Santa Cruz and the Zumia's wheels. I'm not going to lie. In any case, go have, yourself a, go have yourself a great Thursday. We'll see you back here next week with the truth, truth in a Thousand Words or Less. Y'all, my name is Stephen Craig. I am the host and author of Truth in a Thousand Words or Less. I'll be here next week. I'll be here the next Thursday after that. I'll probably even be here the next Thursday after that, but let's play it by ear, shall we? Thanks, y'all. Peace.